the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From Dear Media and Rom-Com Pods comes a scripted podcast so outrageously inappropriate, we can't believe they let us put it on the air. Meet my best friend, Allie. Like, gross, close best. Hello? Wait. Are you peeing? Everyone loves a messy bitch. And Ellie's life was about to get a whole lot messier. Maybe 2022 is going to be my year. Yeah, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. Allie's going to bone, marry, and bury three different people. Get it? Bone, marry, bury? Like, fuck, marry, kill? I just wanted to say that, but it didn't clear legal. Ready to play? Introducing Bone Mary Berry, starring Sarah Hyland, Harvey Guillen, and Tommy Martinez. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Bone Mary Berry is brought to you by Sakara Modern Fertility, Blue Land, and Roderm. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. It's me, your girl, Cammy, And I really want to get honest with y'all. I talk about this throughout this episode today, but today's episode is all about networking. And I have on the most boss bitch that exists on the gram, Mariana Hewitt, incredible influencer, content creator. I say she's the blueprint. And she's created this incredible career off of Instagram in her life with Summer Fridays and just really building something beautiful and incredible that works. I love Summer Fridays. I know a lot of you love Summer Fridays too. She's just, she just is like the queen of this shit. She knows what to do. And, you know, I think a lot of people would think that I also know what to do as far as my career is concerned. But for the longest time, I had the worst networking anxiety that like, kept me debilitated from even meeting people or pitching myself. And it can be really scary. And, you know, Mariana has some amazing advice. We talk about some really great things as far as networking and finding a new job, introducing yourself to people that, you know, may be more senior than you and in a position that you would love to be in. 
and how to market yourself. So this is going to be a really great episode for those of you who are looking for a little rebrand when it comes to your work life and, you know, putting yourself out there because you really won't know unless you try, as cliche as that sounds. But there's something out there for everybody and there's a way to be able to do what you love for the rest of your life if you can put yourself out there enough to receive it. I really do feel that way. So anyways, I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode because I know a lot of you are looking forward to it. So I'm just going to get right to it. All right, you guys, welcome back to Relationship. Today's episode I'm very excited about because it's been in the works for a minute. We've been talking about it for a minute. Today we have on Mariana Hewitt. Hey, girl. Hi. I feel like we've been talking about this since you came to a Summer Fridays event and you were yeah. like, I'm coming out with a podcast. And I was like, yes, this is perfect for you. Yes, exactly. And I mean, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know who Mariana is, I, there's there's no way to not if you have Instagram or TikTok or go to Sephora ever. <laughs> um, but she is an influencer, the influencer, if I might add, and co-founder of Summer Fridays, one of my favorite skincare brands and podcast host of Life with Mariana. So she wears all the hats, you guys. Lots of jobs, but I love it. I love being busy. I just like to fill all of my time in my working hours to have as much to do as possible. And so I love that each thing kind of lets me like wear different hats and like try different things. So no day is ever the same. Yeah. But I, how do you do it? Because even anytime you post anything, by the way, whether it's like something to buy, I'm like swiping my card immediately, but also like things to plan your days out. How do you go about doing that? I want to hack my life to be the most productive I possibly can while also still having like boundaries around like work-life balance because I used to have zero work-life balance where I would like open my eyes, grab my phone, open Instagram and like scroll and answer emails. So at the time I went to sleep and I was like, okay, this is not sustainable. And as I started to wear more hats and have more jobs, it really was not like I, there's no way I could have maintained that. And you know, I am not married. I don't have kids. So all my time, I really do get to be selfish and like fully dedicated to myself. So I know it doesn't work for everybody, but for me in my life, I can spend all of my time on me, which I'm just trying to like make the most of it while I can in this like phase of my life. But I love books and I love apps. And I'm like, if there's, even if I listen to an entire podcast episode and I learn one thing out of like a 30, 40 minute episode and it changes my life or my day to day, it was worth it for me to listen to that episode. So mm-hmm. I listen to so many podcasts. I read so many books and I pick up like little things here and there and I'll give myself really like a week to try them out and I'll see like, does this fit into my lifestyle? Does this actually work? And I'll be surprised. Like, you know, our moms always told us growing up, like make your bed, like before you start the day and they would always Mm -hmm. like yell at us. And I was like, oh, whatever. Well, maybe like a year or so ago, I actually started making my bed every day as a 34 year old at the time. It was like, you know, maybe I'll, cause I used to be like, well, it doesn't really matter. Like nobody's seeing my bed. Like who cares if I don't, it makes such a difference. I'm going to get back in it at night anyway. So like, what is the point? And I started doing it and it was a small thing of it's the largest thing in your room. And if it's, you're looking at this thing and it's messy, it's like this mindset for the rest of the day. So it was like, the first thing you do is like make your bed. And it was such a small thing where I was like, okay, let me, now that I've got this down, let me add one more daily habit to my morning routine. And I just kind of kept adding onto it until now it's like this hour and a half process. Mm, yeah. Cause you wake up early girl. What time do you wake up every day? I do. Well, I wake up at like six 30. So it's not Ooh. that early. It's not too bad, but I choose to go to sleep earlier to wake up early. So I have this time for myself in the morning and I'm okay with that. Like my previous job, I don't know about like with you with catfish, but like when I used to work as a TV host, I had to be to work at like five 30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. So I was like leaving to go to work and it was dark out and I would go to sleep at eight o'clock every night for years. So I think I was really used to like 
already getting up in the morning. And I like the morning because nobody's up yet. Nobody's bothering me. Nobody's been texting or emailing me. So it can really be like this quiet morning to myself to have a slow start to my day before. As soon as I open my computer, I've got to start responding to people until the Mm -hmm. time I log off. So I really need that like solitude and alone time, because if not, I just feel very on the rest of the day. And I, I, I need that like tiny bit of break just for me. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's so selfless in that way, but like, it's selfish at the same time. Cause you're like, I need this just for me, but it's selfless at the end of the day, because then you don't feel like, okay, my entire day has been pouring into everybody else and every other thing except for me. Yeah. And I think it's really important to take care of yourself first. Cause if I'm burnt out, tired, exhausted, cranky, I can't show up for all of the people who need me in my day because in all of my jobs, like people are relying on me. And if I can't be there for them or I'm tired or I'm not making good decisions, those decisions are really important and I need to be sharp. I need to be well rested. I need to like not be cranky. So yeah. like every, everybody I'm sure prefers that I have like my slower morning before I start the day. Yeah, no, that's so true. It's better for everybody. <laughs> it's in everyone else's best interest that exactly. you have your early morning. I get it though, because this morning I woke up at 7.45 in the morning, not because I wanted to do work necessarily, but because I was trying to get these shoes when they drop. I didn't get them. I'm very upset about it. Oh no. Yeah, very, very sad, but it's okay. But I was able to start my morning and like I did a ton of laundry and like I unloaded my dishwasher and just like the little things. And now it's 2 p.m. And I'm like, wow, I've, I accomplished a lot because I woke up earlier. It feels so much better. It really does. And I I think, you know, if you can be a morning person, great, because that will work for you. If you're not a morning person, then maybe like nighttime is where you try to like habit stack, like the most amount of things like make you feel good. So I don't believe you have to become a morning person to be successful. I do believe you just have to find what works best for you. And the times that you can be your most productive, do everything you need to do during that time so that the times that you may be a little bit like tired throughout the day, or you don't have as much energy, those like low level tasks can be done in the time when you maybe don't have as much energy. Okay. I don't know how it is where you live, but in LA, the weather has been so up and down lately. It's like one second, it's hot and it feels good. It's like rosé weather. And then the next day it's freezing cold. And I feel like I just cannot keep my skin hydrated enough. Well, if your skin has been feeling dehydrated lately, Way has you covered with their new body cream and body cleanser. The hydrating skin softening duo comes with the iconic Way fragrance, Melrose Place. It has notes of bergamot, lychee, cedarwood, and white musk, and it smells incredible. Now, you've heard me talk about Way before. I absolutely love their products, especially for hair. I use their hair oil, and then I've also been using the shampoo and conditioner for thick hair recently, which let me tell you, game changer. Okay, game changer. My skin felt so soft and so smooth. Now you can only imagine how their products feel on your hair, but on your skin, A1. Absolutely loving it. And it smells so great. Turn your shower into an escape with the gentle skin softening Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser that balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue, gently cleanses and nourishes it with the same luxurious lather and skin softening oils in a hydrating blend. Experience the new Way Melrose Place body cream and body cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code CAMI to get 15% off of your entire purchase. That's 15% off of your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code CAMI. All right, we're feeling good. We're feeling great. Let's get back to the podcast. Today's episode is all about how to set yourself up for success. And I wanted to talk about networking with you specifically because you have literally done the damn thing in every single aspect of your life. And I know it's positive. Is it like pressure when people are like, you are 
the main influencer. Like you, you <laughs> created like the blueprint for influencing. You know, what's so funny is I posted this TikTok and it was like, I heard people are using this audio to like show their off their Instagrams. And some girl commented, she said, this is really funny. Are you, you're using this audio when you were like the blueprint for Instagram. Yeah. And I just like responded back with like a laughing face because I, I sometimes forget too that I've just been on there for so long. I've been doing this for like almost a decade now, which is a long time. It was like very early Instagram days when it was like there was the popular page that existed. There weren't a ton of people yet. I thought it was like a filtering app at first. Mm -hmm. And so it's very funny to think of. And then on TikTok, I'm like, oh, do these does people on TikTok even know who I am? So when I read that comment, that was very funny. Girl, you are the blueprint. Like you are the mark. Everybody's trying to get their aesthetic like yours. Honestly, when I was trying to like figure out, this was back when I was more serious about Instagram aesthetics. I feel like people aren't really doing like the cohesive feed as much as back in the day. But like when I was trying to get that vibe, I watched your YouTube videos day in and day out because I was like, I need to figure out what I'm doing because this shit is hard. It's not it easy. It is hard. It, it is hard. And back then people were so secretive about wanting to like, they, nobody wanted to share what they were doing or what they were shooting with. And I'm like, who cares? Like you should just share this information. Like we should all like just want each other to win. So I've always liked to share with other people. And so I loved having a very curated feedback in the day and it's loosely curated now. It's not as strict as I like used to be, but there's like pros and cons to that, which mm -hmm. I think a pro is if you're a new follower and you're going to somebody's page for the first time, all I'm going to see is your first nine, 12 pictures before I decide to follow you. Mm -hmm. So the reason why like a curated feed is important is like, if, can I get a gist of like who you are, the type of content you share, your style of photography? Like, am I going to, is this like the type of content I'm going to get from you? So I do think it's so important. It just doesn't need to be like so perfect like it used to be. Yeah, no, I agree. But I remember something that you said that like struck me was like, if it doesn't fit the feed, like, and if it doesn't go with the brand overall, like it doesn't go up. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> like, because there are so many pictures where I'm like, oh, this is cute. But like, is it Instagrammable? Like, could it just be yeah. for a story or should it be for the feed? There's so much to think about when you're when you're posting, especially like as a content creator specifically. There really is. I mean, now we could do like photo dumps or we can post the fun stories, but we used to like not have that option. So it was like, if you're making it to the grid, like this is a big deal. This is on the feed. It's like living here. There was no archive button. It was like, you could just delete it and it was gone. So it was so much more pressure. And then it kind of like led into Summer Fridays too, because when we started working on the brand, there was no Instagram stories yet. So it was like, this packaging has to be so beautiful that people would want to share it on their Instagram feed. Mm -hmm. and I know how difficult it is because if you get something like, maybe you love something, but it's like not so photogenic. So you might not want to post it. So we were like, it had to be so pretty. So, so much of like that social background went into like starting a company. And I really do think being an influencer is like the best groundwork to so many different types of careers. And it just gives us so many opportunities and I'm so grateful for, for everything it's given me. Yeah, no, it's so true. And listen, the, the background work as far as making it Instagrammable is working because everybody's posting summer Fridays, including oh, me, thank you. <laughs> including me, but we met actually not on Instagram. We met on Twitter back oh in the day God. before so Instagram was a thing. I and loved you like I there's something <laughs> about you and I like I'm a pageant fan and there's I my dad and I too is like because he would like watch with me and I, there's something where you can just see there's like a star quality in something and you just know this person's going to place or they're going to win or there's just something about them and 
it, it's just like with you, there was just something about you that it was like, I know like it's you, like you're just Aww. so beautiful. You're so captivating your smile, your confidence, the way you walk and speak and all of it. And your success there and afterwards is like, you just have this, this quality about you. And like, it comes through on screen. It comes through when you see you in person. And I've been so happy to see how your career has gone since then in I the last, you. oh my gosh, tw- like 12 something. Years. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I'm blushing. I'm literally like, oh, that makes me so happy. Cause like when you're doing the work and I know you can relate to this, like when you're in the midst of it, you don't feel like it's, it's nice to take times and you should take time to give yourself a pat on the back. But like when you're hustling, you're not like thinking about how far you've come all the time. Like you're just busy doing. Yeah. It's hard. Like I try to be, to take a beat now because, you know, some things happen so fast that you celebrate your success with like one Instagram story, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, I won this award. Like, thank you so much. Cause it's this weird thing of like, you want to not be like braggy, but like at the same time, you want to be proud of yourself. So mm-hmm. you almost like get shy. And I, I still get shy about like sharing my successes. And I've tried to become more comfortable with them because I realized by sharing our success, other women can see what's possible. And if they see these possibilities for themselves, I'm fine with taking a little bit of like the humbleness out of it to share with others so they can aspire to something they didn't even know was possible. And I think we have to celebrate our wins because there's so many great things that we hoped and wished for. And it's worth a a feed post. It's worth celebrating. It's worth going out for dinner and drinks with your friends because those are milestones that you really work towards. And I'm trying not to speed past things because things are happening so quickly and I'm always worrying about the next thing or a problem to solve or something. And, and there's been so many milestones in the last year, especially with business that I was like, wow, these are things we really, really hoped for. And like, let's celebrate it. And we, we deserve it. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's so true. Well, so I guess, you know, today's episode is going to be about networking and everyone wrote in their questions about it. I don't know about you, but in like the spirit of like being shy, I had the worst networking anxiety for the longest time. Like before I actually became a host of Catfish, like in the midst of that, when I was trying to get my name out there and trying to pitch myself to different places, I didn't have a problem with pitching myself somewhere, but like say I was in the same room as Hoda Kotb or Oprah or Juliana Rancic, I would have to like psych myself up to go talk to them and be like, Hey, like I'm a host because I'm like, they don't give a shit. They're the biggest hosts that there are. But in reality, it's not like that. So have you ever experienced that? Like even just with transforming your career from TV to, you know, influencer and CEO, like, how do you, how have you mastered that? Or did you deal with that? I've always dealt with that. And I still do now where I'm really shy, but you would be surprised. Like the people that you're shy to go introduce yourself to, they probably feel the same way. So Mm -hmm. they, or they're already like, you know, you've been at an event or something and like you and somebody else, you're both looking at each other. Like, I know you, you know me. And we're just waiting for the first person to like make a move and go say hi. I feel like that happens all the time. And so take the shyness out of it and like just go make a move. The worst thing that can happen is like, they just blow you off and like, don't want to talk to you. And then like nothing gained, nothing lost. Like it's all good. But like best case scenario, you could meet somebody who changes your career and changes your life. And that's insane. Like if you think about like, before you go do something like, what's the best case scenario, if I go to myself and introduce this person, 
And if I don't go, I could miss out on this best case scenario. So that can give you like a little confidence to say like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing and introduce myself to this person. And if you are shy, or if you do know that you are going to go to an event and somebody might be there, try to connect with them first on social. So like if somebody hears I'm going to be at an event, they'll email me and say, hey, Marianne, I heard you're coming to New York Fashion Week. I think we're going to be at the same event. Like if you're there, like, and you see me, like be sure to say hi. And it's a mm. nice way to like have like a little icebreaker before going to something and like following those people on social and engaging with them and like liking and commenting on their pictures because you really, I've made so many friends on Instagram, especially in the pandemic where I was like, there was so many new creators I was following that I've met now in real life and have become friends of mine where we connected first on social. So don't be shy. I have a friend and she's a stylist and she had gone up to a potential client at a party. And she was like, I think I would do a really good job being your stylist. And they were like, well, I already have somebody. And, you know, and she was like, okay, she walked away. And she was like, I really feel like I could be this person's stylist. And there was just something in her. And she, she turned back around and was like, you know what? This is my number. She took charge of it and yeah. was confident. The person ended up working with her and has been a longtime stylist for like a decade. That's insane. Had That's she insane. not gone up to this person and she didn't take that first opportunity to just be like, okay, like they turned me down. It's fine. Like she turned back around and did it again. And like, had she not done this, this person became like a style icon was like known for their style. And like, if she didn't do this, this person's own career in fashion might not have changed either. So it was really like a two-way relationship. So you have to put yourself out there because you really, really never know where it could lead you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be like an elevator pitch situation. I think that was what always kept me from going up to people is because I was like, okay, what do I say? And what do I say first? Like, do I mention being Miss Teen USA? Who cares about that? Like, I would just be like psyching myself out. And it almost like, not almost, it implants like this self-doubt within yourself too about like how cool you actually are and like how cool your dreams actually are. Because you start thinking like, well, is this person even going to care about the fact that I'm going up to them? But you have no idea what could possibly happen. And sometimes it could just be like, I love your shoes. And then it could catapult into something else. And you can be like, I've actually been following you for a really long time. Like, I love your style. I love da 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 I'm, I'm also, you know, trying to become an influencer. I've been doing this for two years, whatever. Like it can snowball into an actual conversation. Yeah. And don't worry about having to have the conversation at that particular time too, especially if you're somewhere and they seem like they're really busy. So you could just go up to them and be like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I follow you. Like, I love you so much. And then they're like, Oh, thanks so much. And like, okay, nice to meet you. Tomorrow you could follow up on Instagram and DM like, Hey, I met you last night at X event. It was so nice to meet you. If you're ever in my town or if you ever want to grab a coffee or something like, let me know and just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. It's like really effortless. You can take the shyness out of it. You don't feel like you have to like maintain having a whole conversation in person. And then you can take the relationship online or offline and follow each other and then build it from there. I've done that with so many people too, because like there'll be situations where it's like loud or it's a party or do they just seem busy and I don't want to bother them there. But then this way we can connect on social media, which is like all about social networking. Like I really believe in the networking part of social and you can have a long friendship there. Yeah. No. Social media, if you're not using it to your fullest advantage, it is the biggest networking tool that we have. Like it it's really how is. we met <laughs> through yes. social media. Like, and that was 12 years ago. Like that's a really, really long time. And there's just so many different opportunities to connect with people. And I think also like when you have a lot of followers, which you obviously do, you have over a million. Like, I think people think that people who have a lot of followers don't read their comments or don't you know, look in their DMs and don't see the conversations. Like I do. 
-hmm. have plenty of conversations in my DMs, maybe not all of them because sometimes it can be overwhelming for me personally, but like we see those things. Like we, we can see you talking to us and we'll communicate back. Yeah. I love, I try my best. Like I'll, it's easier for me to do it on my computer. Cause I'll go like to like my desktop. I'll go to like Instagram. I'll go to messenger and I'll try to like respond to a bunch of comments at once so I can like talk back to people. And I always read my comments on all my posts, even if sometimes I'm like, okay, I shouldn't be like obsessing over like my comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely love that part of social networking too, because as an influencer, it really is a two-way conversation you want to have with your community. So it's also networking with the people who follow you because you don't want to just like, take from them. You want to give something back and help them in some sort of way. And, and everything that I do from the products I create, the podcast episodes I do, I always want to add value to people's life in some sort of way. And so if I can do that in a private conversation, and there's been so many people that I've met online that I've ended up becoming friends with or done something with work or just like stayed in touch. And then when I see them in person, I'm like, oh my God, my internet friend. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. I'm the same way. You know what you don't do enough, Fran? You don't treat yourself enough. And I know you don't because I know I don't. And we have to do better at that. All right, let's treat ourselves. I'm ready to start. I'm willing to start. And I'm going to start at the Ring Concierge. Ring Concierge is the luxury jewelry brand that was founded by Nicole Wegman to truly disrupt a traditionally male-dominated industry. It's the ultimate luxury jeweler designed for women by women. And it's a fave among celebrities and influencers. It was started in an effort to change the way women and men buy engagement rings and jewelry. Because you don't need to wait for a man to buy you jewelry. You can treat yourself. You don't have to wait for anybody. All right? And I'm certainly not. So that's why I'm here telling you what I know, because I'm going to put you up on game, okay? They have everything you can think of. You can build your own jewelry collection, whether it's stacking rings, bracelets, or necklaces. You can create your own stack style. And you know I love to stack my jewels. And if you're looking to get engaged, their bespoke service is the very definition of the brand, Ring Concierge. Get it? You could find Ring Concierge on Instagram at at Ring Concierge or their website at ringconcierge.com. That's ringconcierge.com. R-I-N-G-C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E dot C-O-M. All right, let's get that bling bling and let's get back to the show. Okay, well, we had a bunch of people write in with their questions about networking. So here's the first one. It says, hi, Queen. I'm a recent college grad, newly 22, and networking is so scary. I graduated a semester early, pretty unexpectedly. Even though it's a great thing, it feels scarier than it should have. So it feels like I was almost thrown into the professional world faster than I expected. I participated in campus organizations that helped with networking, but not necessarily with my major, which is communications, for opportunities relating to PR or marketing. Any advice would help so, so much. Mariana, you were in PR too, I was. I was in PR. So that was my first job when I got out of college. So I wanted to be a TV host when I grew up. And my mom told me it wasn't a realistic job career. So she was like... (laughs) I think all of our parents said that. Yeah, I was like, mom, I want to be a TV host. I was like, I want to be like Oprah. I want to be like an MTV VJ. And she was like, okay, that's probably never going to happen. So she's like, you need a backup job. So when I was in college, I interned at a hospital in PR. And then when I graduated, it was my first job. Um, out of college, I worked in entertainment PR before moving on to the job that I actually thought I wanted to have. And it's hard. So, you know, you moved from, you were in Maryland, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're mm-hmm. from Maryland. I'm from Ohio. I didn't have any contacts when I moved here. It's like, not like I moved here and like I knew a bunch of people. So I had to like network my way. And this is pre-social media. So like there's no, it's way easier to network with people now than it was then. I would say there's a few yeah. different ways to like get your foot in the door. So don't, underestimate the power of LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is 
another social network, but it's social networking for your career. And I have a couple episodes where I talked about networking and like the importance of LinkedIn, but this is a place where you want to boast about yourself, where you want to build up your resume and your career, where you can connect with other people. So if you want to work at a certain company and that's your dream job, go on there, search the company name, then go to people and find anyone who's in that related career. Click on anyone in PR, click on anyone in marketing or communications and connect with them and follow them. And then what I like to do too is go and look at the person's profile and see all the jobs that they had before they got to whatever this dream job is. And Mm -hmm. I like to see what did it take for them to get there? What roles did they have that qualified them to get to this job? And maybe go all the way back to the beginning of their career and see like, okay, this job is related to where I want to go because you're not more than likely you're not going to get your dream job as your first job out of college. You have to really work towards it. And mm-hmm. by seeing that other people on LinkedIn had these career paths that led them to the same job you want, it can give you hope of like, these are the steps I can take. And then you can start reaching out to those companies and say like, okay, this company hires entry level people. I saw it because I saw all these people on LinkedIn post that they had jobs at these certain places. And then you can connect with people on there. And a lot of companies, most companies post all of their job listings on LinkedIn. And by building your career and your network and your connections on there, when you apply, it helps bump you kind of to like the top of their list because they'll see like, you know, Mariana has 17 connections with you. And so it helps to kind of filter through as you're doing like the application. So definitely use that app specifically and that program specifically for job networking. Yeah. And that can be for any job. It doesn't just have to be for communications. Yeah. Literally any job, like every, most companies are on there so you could find anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. That's really good advice. I think also just like giving yourself, I say this all the time, but like giving yourself some grace, you are recently out of college. Like that is a scary time. Just in general, you're trying to figure out like what kind of adult you even want to be, which you're not going to know right now, by the way, newsflash, spoiler alert. Like you don't finish, you don't figure that out. It was so hard. And I, and I made like no money. And so I would work at my job as a, at PR and then nights and weekends, I was working at a sushi restaurant. I was a hostess. So that was how I could like survive to live in LA and work these two jobs. And so I had no free time because I was doing the two things, but that was like helping me to be able to do PR. And then, you know, I worked there for a little bit and I figured out what I didn't want to do. So I think your twenties are a really great time to try things you like and don't like, and you really don't know until you start doing a job, if you like it or not, but you could think something is your dream job. And then you're doing it. You're like, actually, I don't like this at all. Yeah. This is not for me. And that's great because then you can go try something else in your twenties are a time to figure it out because as you get older, it definitely gets more difficult. So like when you're younger, just try as many things as you can. Yeah, no, that's so true. Because even when I went to college, you went to college for journalism, right? See, I wish, I wish I had done that at least from starting out. I wanted to be a dermatologist. So my freshman year, yeah, my freshman year, I was pre-med at the university of Alabama. I was not even close to like anything that I'm doing. But then second semester bio hit and I was like, fuck this. I'm never going to be a doctor. Like I want to be on TV or like I want to do something with entertainment. So I transferred schools. I moved back to New York where I was living before I moved to Alabama, transferred schools and started communications classes there. And like, oh my gosh, it it changed my life. That's yeah. But you had to go with your gut to figure out like what you wanted to do and what you didn't want to do. You didn't know until you tried. Right. And it was terrifying. I cried my eyes out. I was like, my parents are going to disown me. Yes. They're going to be like, what are you doing? You're not going to be a doctor. Like what? And so it was, it was traumatic. And then even graduating from college, I didn't graduate from college with a job in TV. I didn't get catfish until I was 25 and I graduated when I was 22. So like 
you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen. You have to literally just trust, trust the process mm-hmm. and put yourself out there as much as you can, which is like another thing. I, I like that you were talking about the whole Instagram profile thing, because while a lot of people may not think that, you know, employers are checking their Instagrams out, they are. So if you yes. have an Instagram page, say you're trying to be a TV host or you're trying to be in PR, or you want a job in beauty PR specifically. If you, as the co-founder of Summer Fridays, are looking for an employee that is really into beauty, what's the first thing you're looking at when you look at their Instagram? Oh, yeah, I definitely want... Oh, you know what's actually a very smart thing is we were going to hire somebody and I was like, they were like, okay, go check out their Instagram. And they posted Summer Fridays so that it was on their feed before they applied for their job. So when I went and looked yeah. at their feed, it was actually dated just before. So instead of reaching out and saying, oh my gosh, I love Summer Fridays, I had visible proof that they actually like liked Summer Fridays. And I was like, wow, this person is so smart that they posted it before so that when we went to go look at their feed, it was there. And I definitely appreciated that like extra effort that they took. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if, if you want a job in beauty, you should be posting about beauty. Because if you're posting about cars and I own a beauty brand, I'm not really going to know. Like you can post about cars also. Yeah. But like I want to know that you're actually invested in what it is that you're you're trying to get at. Now, like if you're a lawyer, am I looking for you to, you know, be posting your your LSAT books? Like, no, <laughs> I'm not looking for that. But like depending on your career path, you can really use social media to, you know, push kind of what it is that you do on the person who's looking, who's looking. Like if I know I want to be a TV host and my profile picture is a picture of SpongeBob and I don't have any pictures on my feed or videos of my, my work or anything that I've done, how are they going to know? How are you going to even know who I am? Like creating a holistic brand for yourself, even if you're not trying to be a content creator is the smart way to go when you're looking for jobs. Yeah. And I think you can really create so many jobs for yourself on social too. And so my favorite thing is on TikTok. I see so many people who are experts in something. And one of my favorite accounts is Girl Boss Town. I don't know if you've seen her, but she's like PR moves I would make if I was da da da. Yes. And yes. she was living in, she's still living in like outside of Boston somewhere. And she does these videos. She got an agent. She's with UTA now. She just came out to LA. She was meeting with brands. She consults her brands all because she posted these videos for herself. And so wow. don't think that if you're not in a major city, you can't create these opportunities for yourself. So we were just talking about like marketing and stuff like that. So if you love marketing or product development or whatever it is, you can make videos like her, like products I would make if I worked for Summer Fridays and you get to go and list off all the products or like clothing items I would make if I work for Revolve or whatever field it is that you want to do and like create a different niche for yourself and use that content as a form of like building a network and building like a, proof of concept when you're applying for a job and reaching out to network with people because they're like, wow, this person really knows their stuff. Maybe they don't have this long resume yet, but they do have the smarts that I could give them an entry level job because I can see that their content's engaging, that people really trust their judgment on like whatever it is, whatever the topic is. So it might not even be that it's getting thousands and millions of views, but it's that the the ideas are there and you can show it to somebody. And so I love that aspect of social and how people are getting jobs via like TikTok. Yeah, no, I agree. And like even just the value of having an opinion, I think so many young people, especially I was just talking to my sister about this too. And, you know, so many young people think like, oh, these people, like they're more senior than I am. They've been in this company for a really long time. Like they may not care or value my opinion. And like, who am I as like a first time or like new employee to give my opinion? But like, that's what they need. That's what they want. Like people want fresh ideas. And if they don't, like that's okay too. But if they're asking you, what you think, 
tell them what you think. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's so smart. It's, it's, that's, that's the way to go. It is. And you want to be at a place where your opinion is valued anyway. So depending on where you, <laughs> where you, where you work, if you work for like a plastic surgeon, they probably don't care about your opinion, but like, you know, somebody does, somebody does. Okay. Can I just tell you, I had to switch OBGYNs recently and it was a very, very traumatic experience. All right. On top of having to go to a new OBGYN for the very first time, which we all know how that goes. I then had to go and get my prescription for my birth control at a pharmacy, which honestly just felt so 2021. Like it's 2022. There have to be better options, right? Well, there is with Pill Club. You can get your birth control online prescribed and delivered for free with the Pill Club. Never make a trip to the doctor for your prescription or wait in line at the pharmacy ever again. The Pill Club provides personalized care from the comfort of your home and delivery to your door on time, every time. The Pill Club offers birth control subscriptions prescribed by a medical professional and delivered straight to your door for free. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA-approved brands and ships to all 50 states. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 per month without insurance. The Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging, along with fun self-care gifts and goodies. Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash cami, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to Besider.org for every relationship listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through Besider.org. That's thepillclub.com slash cami to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember thepillclub.com slash cami. You must use the link to make a donation. All right, besties. Well, I won't be seeing you in the line at the pharmacy anymore. Thank God. Um, I will be seeing you on thepillclub.com slash cami. So make sure you guys get there and get your shit. All right. We don't have to be doing this old school stuff anymore. But for now, let's get back to the show. Here's another one. Okay. Hey, girl, I'm a hardcore introvert and meeting new people and putting myself out there in general is not easy and gives me anxiety. I want to expand my horizons and network, but I don't know where to even begin. Can you help? Okay, so networking for introverts is really difficult because I would describe myself as an ambivert, right? So I'm not an extrovert. I'm not an introvert. I'm somewhere in between. And depending on how I'm feeling, I can either be very introverted or very extroverted. And so there's a couple ways that like really help me. So if you're somebody introverted and you know that about yourself, but you're going to something in person and you need somebody with you is a really great way to have like a buffer that makes you feel comfortable. So if I get invited to something and I know like, oh, I'm going to be so shy when I go, I ask for a plus one and I'm going to bring a friend with me who maybe like my best friend, Audrey, you know, Audrey, she's the best plus one. She's like, can talk to anybody. You could bring her anywhere. She's so bubbly. Like she's like, everybody loves her. She's so friendly. And so in situations where I might be a little bit more shy, having somebody like that with me makes me comfortable because I'm so comfortable with my best friend that I won't be as introverted when I'm around other people. So I can be a little bit more shy. Even when we started first having summer Fridays events, it was funny because I'd been going to events for so long where everybody else was like my peer, but then starting to host events as the brand, even though it was the exact same people, I was like, it was like a mindset shift where I started to get really, really shy even in my own scenarios. So by having somebody with me, like Audrey came to like the handful of first events with me, it just made me more comfortable going around and talking to other people and new influencers or 
retailers or publicists or people that I needed to speak to because I had somebody with me that made me feel my best. So if possible, and you're shy and you're going somewhere, ask for a plus one so that you can bring somebody with you. Another really good thing is to have a list of things that you want to talk about before you go. So if you're shy and you know you have a really hard time talking to people and you're going to an event for, let's say it's marketing, and you kind of know the people that are going to attend, think about like five or 10 things that you might want to ask somebody so that you're not shy and like fumbling for your words when you're meeting them. So if you go up to somebody and you do some like, hi, I am a new marketing person. I would love to hear how you did this campaign and let them talk. People love to talk about themselves. So ask them a question mm -hmm. that gets them engaged, that they want to talk about the thing and the expertise of like why they're there or why you're both there, the topic of like the evening of like why you were even at this event. And that can help kind of break the ice. And then always think of like how you're going to wrap up and end the conversation. I think the worst part is like when you go to introduce yourself to somebody and it's somebody new and then neither one of you know how to end the conversation. So kind of yeah. have your out and be like, okay, great. Well, it was so nice to meet you. I would love to connect another time. I'll follow you on Instagram. And then just like walk away and like let it be over. Because if you have the question you want to lead with and you have your ending, then you can really let the other person talk and not worry about being shy. But the plus one is definitely like the most helpful tip. Mm -hmm. No, that's so true. I, I remember when I was living in New York, I was in New York for eight years before I moved here to LA. But when I was in New York, I started getting reliant on having a plus one. And so when I didn't have one, I was like, oh shit. Like <laughs> I, I, I stopped going to events. I was like, I don't have a plus one. So like, I just shouldn't go. And it took me a while to be able to psych myself up to be like, you know what? You're going to miss out on things if every single time you are invited somewhere, you don't go because someone can't be with you. So sometimes like, yes, I agree with the plus one, 1000%, but also sometimes it's okay to rip the bandaid off and just go. So what I would do is I would go to the event. First thing I'm doing is going to the bar, getting a glass of champagne, but not too much because you don't want to be wasted when you're talking to people. At least I don't. I would take my champagne and just like walk around and I would start by like talking to the brands themselves or like people that I knew. And then I would try to branch out and meet new people, but it is really, really hard. And I'm, I'm similar in the way that I present as an extrovert, but I really, really value like my quiet time and my downtime by myself. I'm a Scorpio. So like, I need that. But you know, if I'm in a place where like, I literally can't be in a place <laughs> to have conversations with people, then I stay at home because I'm like, an I, ambivert I, too. Yeah, I might be, you take a quiz I might online. be, I'm sure there's a, bu a BuzzFeed quiz. It says like, am yeah, I an ambivert? Sure. Yeah. Yes or no. It's probably going to be absolutely. It's probably going to say you're a hermit. Stay at home. Wait, I forgot to ask you the question that we ask everybody, but I already know the answer for the listeners. What is your sign? Well, I'm a Libra. I knew this already. Of course. <laughs> of course. Do you know your big three? I don't. So my parents don't know what time I was born and it's not on my birth certificate because it's like a little confusing. I was born in Germany and then they had to like transfer stuff to the US. So I don't actually have a time on my birth certificate. So I went to go look. So I have literally no clue. Virgo is in there. I know it is. Oh, I know it is. I probably it has to be. I know you I'm are a little, so. I'm a little particular. No, no Virgo is in mine, so yeah. I'm very particular. So there's nothing wrong with it at all. But I have Libra in mine too. Ooh, yes, I know. But that's what keeps you so like aligned and structured. I feel like, even though I don't, I don't know your birth time either. But I'm projecting. <laughs> I'm projecting a rising Virgo onto you because I feel like it makes the most sense. I told my mom, I was like, I think I'm going to call the hospital and see if they could tell me what time I was born. Cause like, this is like a yeah. huge mystery in my life. Yes. No, people need to know. Everybody wants to know. At least I do. I'm everybody. Mm -hmm. What is one thing that you wish that you knew when you started your career? Like what's one thing that you wish somebody would have ran up to you on the street and told you in advance? 
Ooh, so something that's really important is, and this goes back to networking, is that people change jobs and the people that are maybe at this entry level job today, they're going to have a big job tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. it's so important to treat everybody with kindness and respect because you never know where these people are going to end up. And this goes for your peers too. So when I first started off, I went to one of my very first events. And this is like, I started off on YouTube before I started like on Instagram and my blog. And at the time it was really competitive. You were either like a YouTuber or you were a blogger. And the fashion blogger girls, some of them looked down on like the YouTube girls because they just thought like beauty was whatever. And they just like weren't very kind. And Mm -hmm. I was growing my following. I didn't have the biggest following yet. People didn't know who I was. And I sat across from this girl and she looked at me and she was like, what do you do? I was like, I have a YouTube channel. She was like, oh, and I sat there the entire rest of the influencer breakfast and nobody talked to me. (gasps) And I distinctly remember two people who were just, were so cold to me. And I just found it like, I was like, wow, I never want to make somebody feel like that in an event. Like if somebody comes to one of our events or dinners or breakfast, whatever, I never want them to feel the way that this person just made me feel. And Mm. years later, my following grew and all this stuff. And I ended up getting into this event and she was standing in line behind me and she was like, oh my God, can I come in with you? And I'm like, you don't remember that you were just so mean to me this one time. So if you are coming up right now and remember the way TikTok goes, like someone can go viral tomorrow and have a million followers just because somebody does, you think they might not have an important job or they have less followers than you, or they're not as cool as you or whatever. These people are all going to rise and they're all going to have great jobs and be somewhere or start a company or be somewhere great or work for a really great PR firm or have an amazing job doing influencer marketing at some company. And when it comes time for them to hire an influencer or work with somebody, they're going to remember the people that were kind to them. And so I had that experience myself, how somebody treated me. So I always want to treat other people with kindness. And so if you are coming up, just treat everybody the same, big or small jobs, no matter where they are. And especially when you're networking with people, like as an influencer, we meet so many people who work at brands, right? And they might work Mm -hmm. at some brand right now. And maybe like you don't love the brand that they're at, but then they're like, hey, sending you my email from this new company I'm working at. And you love the new company you're at. You're like, oh my gosh, I really want to work with them. Well, they're going to remember that you didn't show them any love or pay them any attention when they were at the last mm-hmm. company they were at. So you really have to build these relationships over time because you really don't know where people are going to end up. That is so true. Like literally just be nice to everyone yes. because you don't know. And guess what? Also, people talk. So the same person that you weren't giving any playtime back in the day when they were working at a small brand is now at a bigger brand. And they're in a round table discussion, trying to figure out who they're going to work with, who do, who do they want, you know, to employ or whatever. And your name could come up and that person could be like, they were so mean to me. <laughs> I, I don't want to be in the same space yeah. as them. And now everybody has a bad taste in their mouth about you. I know. And then now, you know, I am also a brand founder and as a brand, we work with influencers. And so being somebody who pays influencers and like looking at our influencer campaigns and who we choose to partner with. I remember meeting a lot of these people or being around a lot of these people and my experiences that I had with them. So you never know what person's going to end up starting their own business. And one day they'll be on the other side being the one in charge of the campaigns. Mm-hmm. And that's your check right out the window because <laughs> you decided you wanted to be rude. It's so true. And not that like people can't change, but I don't like to think that you're only changing because now I'm in a higher place in life or like in my career. Yeah. Like I want to think that you're genuinely good, like genuinely a good person mm-hmm. at all times. So at least you've kept that same energy, Mariana, oh, even you. from the Twitter <laughs> days, you've always kept the same energy. I remember when I, I hit you up because I was like thinking about getting a tattoo. Do you remember <laughs> no. that? I was like, did it hurt? I'm trying to get a tattoo. Like, what do you think? 
oh my gosh no, oh, I don't random. remember but I just like <laughs> it's so funny because I genuinely just like love to connect with people and I think like I've loved to be able to network online for so long and like there's girls that I follow that live in other countries and like then we I'm in Paris and we'll go to like dinner or something and I would have never thought that I would have met this person but it's a, such a great way like an organic way to network with people so really like use it to your advantage whether it's to make more friends and like one of my favorite things I saw the other day was I saw some girl on TikTok and she was like I live in San Francisco and if you like hot girl walks and Pilates and vegan food like comment your handle because I like need new friends and it's like wow this is even a great way to make friends who like the same thing because if you're ending up on your for you page it's probably already like tailored to the people who like the exact same stuff as you. Yeah, that's so true. It's so hard to make friends these days, I feel like, but it actually isn't if you put yourself out there. It's hard when you work from home and when you work remote and when you're self-employed. So yeah. as a self-employed person, you know, as influencers pre-pandemic, we were going to so many parties and events and going out and seeing people all the time. So it was great because every time you went, you could maybe make a new friend. But Mm -hmm. now I've basically sat in front of my computer every day for two years and I'm not really seeing anybody new and I'm not going anywhere. So if I don't actively make an effort to go somewhere to do something or to meet somebody or whatever, I could just sit with my dog for 700 days in a row. So like you really have to make the effort to do it and try to like do things where there's like like a workout class is like the perfect place to make a new friend or to do something with a new mm-hmm. friend because then you don't have to worry about talking the whole time. You can just go together. You talk for a couple of minutes before the class starts. You do the workout. Afterwards, you get like a coffee or a smoothie or whatever. And it's a really great effortless way to like try to network and make like a new friend or peer. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. Of can course. you tell everybody, like I said, for the people who are living under a rock and don't know who you are, I don't, I don't know where you're at or where you've been for the past... Uh, who knows how many years of Instagram, if you don't know Mariana, but where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt. I'm also on TikTok. And then you guys can follow Summer Fridays. And we have so many great products that I know you love. And it's available at Sephora. And you need to go to Sephora right now and buy that Light Aura eye cream. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. And the lip First of all, all the lip products. The lip balms are amazing. Like I, I favorite bias, but it's definitely like the less best lip balm of all time. Like we went through rounds and rounds and rounds because it's vegan. We're vegan and cruelty free. And to create a vegan lip balm that's actually like buttery and moisturizing yeah. is so much more difficult than you would believe. And so I'm so happy where it landed. And it's I just love it so much. It's so good. Everyone go out and buy it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.